Hey there, it's Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, host of the Pat Miller Show. This show is for small business owners so they can make their business dreams come true. Our slogan is Don't Grow It Alone. And what you're going to hear is a broadcast of our show that's carried in 25 cities around the country. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Hope you love it. All right, let's go. America's small business conversation is on the air. It's the Pat Miller Show. One hour exclusively for entrepreneurs to work on your business, not in it. It's time to solve problems, capture opportunities, and celebrate your wins. Powered by the Idea Collective small business community. This is the Pat Miller Show. Now your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. 99.9% of the businesses in the U.S. are small businesses. And where is the conversation? Who's leading the charge? When are we getting together to stand up for one another? That's what this show is all about. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. Thank you for tuning in today. Now, if you've just found us, right, this is only the third show we've started here on KLIN and Lincoln. We got a long way to go together. We're going to build each other's businesses and we're going to help each other succeed. But what do we do on this show? This show is about three things. Helping you as a small business owner get clear, work hard, and never quit. That's the recipe for you to win as you were building your own small business dreams. And that means we have to talk about some stuff that maybe you don't hear other places. And you know why you don't hear it other places? The people that are talking about small business are oftentimes journalists or sometimes professors or economists. And the thing is, they get a paycheck. They don't eat what they kill. They're in a totally different world than you and me. I'm a small business owner. You're a small business owner. And what happens if you get COVID and you're down for 10 days? You don't sell anything. What happens if your biggest client leaves you? You got problems. What happens if your best employee decides to leave? You got to step in and do the work. You see what I mean? When we build our own small business, we're responsible for everything. But that also means we get to enjoy everything when it works. On today's show, we're talking about some stuff. We're talking about Kristen Jackson, our What's Working Right Now segment. We're going to talk about how she stepped away from being an employee to opening her own small business, what it feels like, how good she's doing, and some things that she learned along the way. So if you're thinking about making the jump, you'll want to hear that interview. We're also going to step in and talk with Sue Gresham, the LinkedIn lady. What do you think she's going to talk about? Instagram. No, LinkedIn. She's the LinkedIn lady. So if you hate LinkedIn or you want your LinkedIn to work better, Sue Gresham's the person to listen to. And we're going to talk about a simple strategy where you don't need to come up with a new book every week and new amazing stuff to put into your feed. A simple way that everyone can build their relationships and earn that know, like, and trust factor on LinkedIn. And then our third segment today is, of course, our small business celebration, which you know I firmly believe in the small business celebration because we want to hear other people win. I find it motivational. And we also want to learn from them about 
how they won. Because when we talk with them about what they did to win, we can borrow or steal or, you know, whatever, their strategies and apply them so we can borrow them and move forward as well. But one thing I wanted to share today is an action you can take right now, as in before noon, you and a notebook could get real quiet and have a giant impact on your quality of life. It really wouldn't be that hard to do it, but it's going to take a little bit of courage and a little bit of planning, and you'll thank yourself later. What am I talking about? Well, I want to talk about 2023, because everyone that's an entrepreneur, we're all thinking about next year, and what do we want to do next year, right? It's that time of year that we're planning, and we're prepping, and we're thinking about the impact that we want to have in our business and where we want to go. And while that's an exciting time to dream, and it's natural for all of us to think about what could be, I want to zoom in one click. Because to get 2023 where you want it to go, you have to be ready for 2023. And between now and the beginning of next year, you have a brilliant opportunity if you have the courage to capture it. And that opportunity is to rest. To rest. Yes, a small business show is on your radio talking about rest. And you know why? Because I walk in the same shoes that you do, and I know how important it is. So let's talk about rest. You see in your network, and you see online, and maybe LinkedIn, you see other people say, I'm taking two weeks off. Or you know what? I'm not going to work on Fridays between now and the end of the year, whatever it is. And if you're like me, you get like a pang of like jealousy, like envious, like, hey, how come they get to take two weeks off, right? Have you ever felt that way? Or how come they're going to Cancun over the Christmas holiday? And you think, man, I wish I could do that. And then you remember, oh, I have unlimited vacation. Oh, I make my own schedule. Oh, I have myself to blame. Think about that. If I said to you, go to Cancun in the last week of the year, who would you have to ask? (laughs) Odds are nobody. Odds are it's up to you and getting your stuff together so you could go on that trip. We are our own boss. We have unlimited vacation. And sometimes we forget about that. So as we talk about 2023, here's what I want you to do. I want you to remember that time is compensation. Every two weeks or every month or however you do it, when you take a paycheck out of the business, that's compensation, of course. When you pay for your health insurance, that's compensation, of course. But time is is also compensation. We get to set our own schedule. And if we get our act together, we can work as little or as much as we want. And right now, looking into 2023, we need to get really clear about where do we want to go in 2023 and then prepare ourselves for it. And I firmly believe that doesn't mean do a ton of work. I firmly believe That means being ready to do a ton of work. 
So what should you do right now with a notebook between now and noon? Like, I'm serious. Get a notebook out and do this. What do you do? The first thing you do is say, okay, on January 2nd, when I come back to work, where do I need to be? I need all of my receipts from 22 in-house. I need to have my first week of meetings locked down. I need to have my newsletter ready to go, whatever it might be. What do you want to have done walking into the door and sitting down on that very first day of 2023? Okay, write that down. Then I need you to make a list of all the things that have to be done to hit that point. So I need to book five meetings. I need to write the next three newsletters. I need to spend a day going through all of my receipts. I need to go through my QuickBooks. I need to close out all of my orders. Here's a good one. I need to go through my accounts receivable and ask everyone that owes me money to, uh, hello, pay me. That would be nice. Whatever those tactics are, you make a list of the stuff that you have to have done, and you make a list of the stuff you want to have done by that first day of 2023. Then it's a race. How quickly can you get that list of things done? Because as soon as you do, bingo, vacation time. Vacation time. Take a week off. Go to Cancun. Play with your kids. Go out and, you know, uh, ring the Salvation Army bell. Do whatever it is that makes you happy and fulfilled. Live your life. We don't get a do-over. And when you see other people leading the life that you want to have, you need to remember you are in control. So get after it and enjoy this holiday season because we get to determine how great it's going to be. With that, let's get this episode of the Pat Miller Show on the road coming up. We're going to talk with Kristen Jackson and what's working right now. She took a big risk and it's paying off. We'll hear from her next. America's small business conversation continues next on the Pat Miller Show. Now, America's small business conversation continues on the Pat Miller Show. The entire point of the Pat Miller Show is for you to tune in and hear something that someone else is doing that maybe you can borrow or steal or whatever, but something you can learn about so then you can go use it in your business. So by Monday morning, you're already on the right track and you're already starting to grow. We hardwire that into the show by doing a segment every week we call What's Working Right Now. And joining us this week to talk about that is Kristen Jackson, owner of Action Fitness. Kristen, thank you for coming on the Pat Miller Show. Tell us who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into what's working right now. All right, sounds good. Again, Kristen Jackson, owner of Action Fitness. I am a personal trainer. I do one-on-one sessions, um, groups, um, and health coaching. Health coaching, okay. So you help people get fit, which is awesome, and I'm curious what's working right now. Tell us something good. So what's working for me is sadly the pandemic worked in my favor. Um, when all the big gyms got shut down and everything and people were looking for you know something to do, I had been a trainer at a big gym for many years, at a small studio for a while, and then some of my clients actually reached out to me and said, I need your help because they didn't know what to do. They couldn't get into a gym. You know, these are people that are used to working out, you know, three, four times a week. 
and I made a few phone calls to some of my old clients. And before you knew it, we were doing workouts in the driveway of one of my clients because her driveway was perfectly squares were six feet by six feet. So everybody was six <laughs> feet apart. So everybody had their own little square. Everybody bought, brought their own weights and the neighbors would walk by wondering what we were doing. And it started with about five of us. And now we're up to about 30. Amazing. Now I have a thousand questions, but I want to offer <laughs> one piece of reflection. If you remember back, all you heard from the media was that small businesses were getting killed and everyone was being yeah. ruined by the pandemic. But if you listen closely, there are a lot of stories like yours that the pandemic forced entrepreneurial minded people to realize, yep. oh, there's a business here. So mm -hmm. you kind of said it, oh, the pandemic was good for me. But do you remember the moment where you thought, whoa, this might turn into something? Yeah. I, I was really surprised, actually. I thought, you know, I thought, okay, we'll get you through the summer and all my all these people are going to want to go back into the gym then, you know, when this kind of clears up. And, well, it didn't clear up for a while. And so then when we couldn't do it in the driveway, you know, because we're in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, so it's a little cold <laughs> in the winter months. So then I was able to convince my boyfriend that I needed to convert the garage into a studio. And he had to go put his boat in storage <laughs> and we insulated the garage. We put a heater in there and everybody was still there six feet apart. I was happy that my clients were like, no, I don't want to go back to the big gym because, you know, that was still in the fall, you know, of 2020 and nobody, people were still nervous. They didn't want to go back into a gym, you know? So I was like, all right, let's do this. And it just, it just kept growing. And then, um, about six months ago, eight months ago, I um, just randomly went onto Craigslist to look for, um, to see what retail space would be. I'm like, I can't afford it. I'm too little in the place. And I actually found a very small, I'm in an office building. I'm not a typical gym because I am a one-on-one -on -one person, very small group, but Zoom also came into play. I had to figure out how to use Zoom. All right, so you basically took what was in front of you, turned it into a business, and it's kind of unique. Personal training, to a point, is a business inside of a business, right? If you're a personal yeah. trainer inside of a big box gym, you kind of are your own thing, but now you are legitimately your own thing. What's the difference right. between those two things? Yeah. So the funny thing is, too, because a lot of my clients are like, oh, your rates are so cheap, and I'm just like, it's just me. First of all, I don't have a lot of overhead, but... It's just me. When you're in those big gyms, when I started off in the big gym, it was a 40-60 split. I got 40%. Whoa. So, right. And a lot of people don't know that. So it's like, you know, I charge $50 for 30 minutes, but I got 40% of it, you know? And that's the thing with the big gym. So it was like, I was, I'm able to keep my prices low and reasonable so that when people say, oh, I can't afford a personal trainer, I'm like, yeah, we, we can put a package together for you that you, you can't afford. So that was why I love it now because I really can just set my own hours. Um, if I don't want to train those people at six in the morning, I don't have to. I do it. But, um, but yeah, it's, I, I love it that I can set my own prices. Um, I can work with my clients on their needs. And I don't have to share any of my 
profits. If someone's listening right now and they're hearing someone who just had a bunch of business that magically turned into a standalone business, they might think, oh, well, she just got lucky or that just happened. But what's working right now is you took the risk. You decided to go yeah. out on your own. And that is something yeah. that we cannot overlook. So if someone's listening right now and they're facing a risk like that, or they're not sure if they should make the jump, reflect back to when you did. What would you tell them about taking that risk in the outcome? You know, we hear it all the time. You don't want to say, what if? And I didn't want that. And I was very lucky that my boyfriend supported me. And I said, I said, I'm tired of working in the gyms. I need, I need to be on my own because I have, I know I can do it. Like I, I did it in the big gym, but I got tired of, I don't, what do I want to say? Rules. <laughs> I'm not the best at following rules. <laughs> um, but I just, I had so much success there. I knew that I could do it on my own. Like I knew it, but I was still afraid. And I didn't want to say what if, and this is what I have taught my children too. I have one child that he's, you know, did the same thing. He wasn't sure what he wanted to do. And I said to him, I said, Tanner, five years from now, you're going to kick yourself. If you don't try it, you're going to go, oh, what if, you know, what's the worst thing you can do? You can fail. You, you learn from your failures. I trust me. I've learned that, you know, like, okay, that didn't work. You can't beat yourself up. I just looked at it and went, you know what? That one didn't work. So, you know, move that away and let's try something else. And, you know, you're going to fail a few times before it actually works, but yeah, you just, you can't be afraid of failure. Can't be afraid of failure because what's waiting on the other side? How does it feel to be where you are right now? I love it. I just, again, I'm sitting here in my studio. I'm just like, this is mine. This is my little, I'm like, this was never on my dream board. <laughs> I just, I knew that I was always going to continue helping people. And that's the thing. I love helping people. I love, um, had a client this morning, gave her some 20 pound weights and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, trust me, you got this, you know? And the thing is, if they're doing it on their own, they might just stick with the five pound weights and not ever challenge themselves to increase that. So I, I just love helping people, getting them to do things they never thought they could do. Sometimes this segment is a new piece of software. Sometimes it's a book you should read. And other times it's a call like this to remind you that risk is good. Go take it because mm -hmm. all of the reward is waiting on the other side. Kristen Jackson, yeah. Action Fitness, congratulations and thanks for calling into the Pat Miller Show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Up next, we're going to face something that for some is considered a necessary evil. How do you feel about LinkedIn? Love it? Hate it? Either way, we're going to check in with the LinkedIn lady and get you some practical tips so you can do better connecting with other professionals and growing your business. That's coming up next. America's small business conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. Now, America's small business conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show, America's small business conversation, where we are connecting you with other entrepreneurs. We are learning things, and we are working on our business, not in it. And as we try and grow, and it's time to tell people about what we're doing, 
oftentimes we turn our attention to LinkedIn. I mean, that's where business people are, right? So getting better at LinkedIn is something that we should all take time to do. So it's time for our subject matter expert interview live from the Idea Collective Retreat. Let's welcome Sue Gresham, the LinkedIn lady. It is great to see you, Sue. Tell everybody what you do, and then we'll talk about what you're going to teach us today. Great. Thank you, Pat. I am Sue Gresham, the LinkedIn lady, and I work with entrepreneurs, small business um, owners, and general business professionals who don't own businesses, helping them figure out a way to brand themselves and to grow their business and or their careers using LinkedIn. And it's crucial to be on LinkedIn oh, if you're a professional. It's totally crucial. Absolutely. There are people that don't get it, though, right? That we think that LinkedIn is some unusual place where we have to act differently. I mean, can we just be ourselves and do the good stuff on LinkedIn? You know, that's a, that's the biggest misnomer about LinkedIn is that people think that they have to be like, professional. Well, professional is what we do every day in our regular business life. Mm -hmm. It's real life with just not the Facebook stuff. Yeah. Because when we're on LinkedIn, we're trying to build our professional relationships. And I think the thing you're going to teach us today is about how to maybe thread the needle there to build our professional relationships, but do it on LinkedIn. Is that right? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm going to talk about. Because ultimately, we are all human beings, right? That's why that's what we are. And but we also work and we have our own businesses and or we're professionals working someplace else. But when we go to work and when we have our clients and when we're doing the things that we're doing, people are doing business with us because they like us and trust us and know us, right? And we talk about this all the time. We as in the business world know like and trust. And LinkedIn is the perfect vehicle for being able to establish all three of those know, like, and trust. And so if we think about it from that standpoint, and we think about it in that we are actually building the relationships, it's professional networking without all that professional stuff mm-hmm. that goes with it, it's our real life, then we're good to go. And it, it can be really simple. And I'm of the mindset that if it isn't simple, it's not going to happen. Okay, so we don't ha- why make things difficult if we don't have to? Yeah. So let's talk about that because I think some people spend a ton of time on LinkedIn and they just end up looking weird. Like they're trying so hard to impress people and they come off as just, who is this alien? Like what is going on here? So you're going to make it simple for us. Mm -hmm. Know, like, and trust. What are we going to do? Real simple. So when we start out on LinkedIn, of course you want to understand why you're there. And we we talk about strategies and what, what is your purpose. But if you think about it, um, think about what it is that you're putting in your in your profile very briefly. Every single section of your profile has the ability or it has the capacity to have one, someone get to know you and like you and trust you. And so when you look at it from that standpoint, then you don't have to get all goo gaga and stupid about how, <laughs> okay, about, about, oh my gosh, how do, what am I saying? But the real meat and potatoes of LinkedIn. It's the relationship building that you're doing when you are networking with the people, when you are starting that relationship, when you're connecting with them. I can't tell you how annoying it is. Well, yes, I can, because you all know it. Um, (laughs) When somebody sends you those stupid invites and the first thing they want to do is they want to sell, right? That is not the way to build a relationship because they want to get, you know, people want to get to know you. So you start out having simple conversations, And you do that by 
doing a little bit of research. Maybe you got to look at the profile. Mm-hmm. Maybe you kind of got to figure out what they're about, but have that conversation. But then the next step after that is how would you treat them in real life and how do you want to be treated? You want to have the conversations. You want to share information. People want to learn. People want to get to know you. That's just intrinsic. That's what we are. We're people, right? We're about relationships. So when you start to do that, that makes things a whole lot simpler for the rest of the way down the road. And then, of course, there's that, oh, gosh, what do I do? Should I be posting? What am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to, you know, I don't know what to say on LinkedIn. I don't know what to post. I don't like to post. What the heck? You know, all of that conversation we have in our head, when it's all said and done, when you think about the people that are talking to you that you want to get to know, what's their biggest problem? What's the thing that they most want to know? And how can you help them achieve what it is that they want to achieve? And when you take it from that mindset, you have not only developed the know and the like, but also the trust. And then, as we think now about the world, um, and and this is not new, but it seems like it's become more new lately, Um, you know, we all tend to do business with people that are not just know, like, and trust, but people that share the same values, that have Mm -hmm. the same mindset, that do the... You know, are are in our our lane, so to speak, and I don't mean necessarily you know all that political stuff. But what I'm talking about is people want to do business with people that they that aren't going to be the spammer scammers. Okay, mm-hmm. so for instance, for me, um, I'm kind of one of those people that like drives in the correct lane. I'm kind of one of those people that doesn't cut people off, and I'll and I will wait until the person in front of me at the grocery store is done checking out their groceries. You know, I'm not going to be the pushy one, right? That's just who I am, mm-hmm. and that's the kind of stuff that you can be sharing with people on LinkedIn. And when you're having and when you're opening it up, it opens up business. We're talking about LinkedIn with Sue Gresham, the LinkedIn lady. We're talking about know, like, and trust. And the thing that I see from what you're talking about is that there's a lot of energy that's put forth on what do we post? What do we broadcast? What do we say? What do we put in our profile? But it seems like no one talks about the art of conversation and engaging other people's stuff. Exactly. And, and that is so critical because that's how we get to know each other, right? Right. And, right. That's, and that's how we get the referrals. And that's how we grow our business. It's not the, you know, the, the throwing your business card at somebody to begin with. And so it is really literally a conversation. That's what LinkedIn is. It's a conversation. And you could be good on LinkedIn by never posting anything but killing it in the comments and connecting with people through the conversation. Absolutely. And in fact, I have many, many clients that don't like to post. And I wind up myself personally spending probably um, 60% of my time behind, not necessarily on the main page posting stuff, but it's in the inbox and it's in the um, connections and it's in the referrals and it's in the little things that you do that and that I do that have nothing to do people don't see what I'm doing they don't see the emails that I'm sending every day Mm -hmm. doing the follow-up and that's and that is what's critical for building relationships implement what you just heard and you will be better on LinkedIn Sue Gresham the LinkedIn lady thank you for coming on if you're a LinkedIn hater did that interview make you feel any better It can be a little intimidating because when you look into LinkedIn, it looks like everyone is smarter and better smelling and more successful than you are. 
And it looks like everyone's got it figured out. So it can be intimidating to find stuff to post that makes you feel like you're doing the right thing. But in the interview, the LinkedIn lady, I think, did a good job of revealing to us that you don't have to be an author. You can be an audience member. And you can see people posting things and start engaging with them, telling them good job, reminding them of how far they've come, piling on to the questions that they ask. And suddenly you're all over LinkedIn, but you're not the one that has to come up with the bright ideas every time it's time to say something on the platform. So maybe that will unlock something with how you use LinkedIn so you can grow your business. Now, that interview was recorded at the Idea Collective Retreat for Small Business Owners, our in-person annual event for our online community. That online community is collaborating with one another every single day, and we have an event coming up we would love to invite you to so you can meet all these people. It is a small business owner's holiday party. Why? Because we don't get one, so we decided to throw one. It's online, it's totally free, there'll be games and prizes, and everyone that attends will get a 90-day free trial of the online community. Tuesday night, the 20th, 7 p.m. Central. If you want all of the information, you want to join us, hit up patmillershow.com for all the details. Our small business celebration, it's coming to you next. America's small business conversation continues next. On the Pat Miller Show. Now, America's small business conversation continues on the Pat Miller Show. It's easy when you run a small business to always worry about what has to be done because around every corner, there's something that's got to be done. It seems like when you beat down the to-do list, it just keeps on getting longer. So it's easy to obsess about the work. But we really believe that we have to take the moments to celebrate the good stuff when they happen Otherwise, we'll just get trapped in that never-ending to-do list. So every episode of The Pat Miller Show, we always take time out to do a small business celebration to remind you that it is possible to win, and when we hear people win, we can learn how they did it. Joining us today to do a small business celebration, Dr. Kelly Shu. Dr. Kelly, great to see you. Thanks for coming on The Pat Miller Show. Tell everyone what you do, and then we'll get into the small business celebration. Yes, so thank you for having me. I am the worth and wealth alchemist. So what that means is I help female entrepreneurs um, to really align with quantum level wealth so that they can have more money, more magic, and more joy in their businesses. Oh, that sounds amazing. So I would assume we're celebrating something fantastic. So what's our celebration today? Yeah, so our celebration is a breakthrough for me personally. I just had an $86,000 day. And if you would have oh. asked me years ago, I would have never thought that was possible. Hold the phone. Just <laughs> hold the phone. Uh, maybe I'm getting older and my hearing's not working. Did you say an $86,000 day? Yes. Yes, I did. That is bananas. Uh, tell us how that happened. Congratulations, first of all. But how does that happen? Yeah. So thank you. Um, I'm just overjoyed. I still pinch myself. Um, how it happened was really um, a breakthrough in what I thought was was possible. Um, I was doing a lot of inner work around 
um, possibility and potential. I had just uh, completed a long week with women entrepreneurs from all around the world. So giving lots of hugs, which I love to do and opening up my heart center and then doing the inner work. Um, I was uh, working with someone in particular and it was within 24 hours because people ask, you know, did you do a launch? No. Did you have a major marketing campaign? No. The only thing that shifted was my inner game. And uh, within a 24 hour period, um, I basically sold uh, a handful of my high ticket uh, coaching um, packages. And so the packages were already there. I was already in the doing of all the things, but it was the internal game. It was the internal game of, okay, I can do it. I'm really going to claim that next level. All right. A lot of people will believe that that's not believable. I know, They'll say, right? Now, wait a minute. Inner game is not going to lead to nearly six figures in sales. So let's walk through it. Yeah. So let's Stepping walk back, it. what did you change in your inner game that then must have reflected to everyone else on the planet because they quickly said yes to what you had to offer? Yeah. So I think one of one of the things is uh, a dear coach uh, of mine, I she had done that before. Right. And it's I think that sometimes when someone else has done it, it, it puts it in the realm of possibility, because other than that, it seems crazy, doesn't it? I mean, it you know, it seems like one of those crazy claims that people make. But when you actually know somebody, it makes it more real. And so I think that was one big thing, big uh, that, that it was some of that I know. Right. And then the next thing I, I would say is I was open. And so having that uh, my heart so open because I'd spent time, you know, we've been so isolated with the pandemic and having a whole week of spending with other entrepreneurs. And I was in that giving space. And so I think my heart was really open and ready to receive um, to the next level. So I think some of the you know, it's, it's it, it becomes possible when somebody else has done it. And I, and I figured, why not me? If she can do it, why not me? I understand how the modeling of seeing someone else win and showing you that it's possible would allow it to happen. Let's talk about what it means to be open. You were open to the possibility, ready to receive it. How does that become perceived by your clients? Like when you're open, what does that mean? Because I want someone to really connect what you're saying here with how you change your inside can affect your outside. Yeah, so I, I would say you know, that, that willingness to be in service comes first, right? And I do tend to work with women that are in great service, but where they're not so great is in that receiving place, feeling worthy, right? Um, a lot of the branding we have is around the queen of worth and being a queen of worth, feeling worthy of that next level of success. And so some of the worthiness practice can be you know, feeling worthy to receive compliments, the simplest things, practicing these things, the the, the willingness and, and the, the openness of, um, you know, if, if something good happens to you, feeling feeling worthy of that and not feeling like, oh, my gosh, I need to give it away, you know, the next thing. So um, I think there are so many what I would call worthiness wounds that people have um, because they don't feel worthy of the packages and the services that, are, that they're delivering. Um, so I think that's huge. I think that is is huge, is practicing receiving in the simplest things like smiles and compliments. And when you walk through it like that, it's pretty clear that would have an effect on a sales conversation. But again, someone's coming into this conversation cold might be like, come on, Dr. Kelly, really? So if you don't have an expert coach that's going to model what success might look like, and you've really never thought about how to open yourself 
to compliments and your own personal worthiness. Do you have anything you would advise to someone that maybe is curious about this conversation about how they might start their journey to open themselves up and realize that they can have an $86,000 day as well? Absolutely. So one simple task that you can take on is I challenge women to uh, write down a hundred things that they love about themselves. And that's incredibly challenging. And so even to come up with the, the top 10 things that you've done, accomplish, accomplishments that you've, that you've had, we really um, have what I call power amnesia. We forget how powerful we, we are and where we've been and the breakthroughs that we've had. So it's a process uh, people in the industry might call stacking, like stacking the good things and remembering what you've done up until this point. And when you can stack one thing after another and after another, and if you could get up to 100, you're going to feel worthy of receiving next level abundance because I know it's in you. It's more about uncovering what's already there. So it's a remembering. It's a remembering how powerful and how valuable your products and services are. Unfortunately, this is radio. You couldn't see me dancing around the studio while Dr. Kelly was going on there because I could not agree more. There's a sense in some, and I find this in myself as well sometimes, is that humility almost can push away your own perception of your gifts, that you can feel like you're so humble or that you shouldn't own the things that make you feel special. It really is kind of robbing yourself. Is that kind of what you're saying? I, I couldn't agree more. In fact, uh, there's a community of women and they, they practice bragging because women and men, I guess, too, are are uncomfortable because they are so humble. And yet for us to speak our gifts, when you can when you look at the spectrum, there is there is bragging on the one end of the spectrum that's very boisterous. And then on the other side is so humble, you don't feel worthy of sharing. I think if we can turn the dial to bring us more into center, um, we can, you know, even using the word like take a moment to brag to people that you love that are going to reflect that greatness back to you. So, um, yeah, we get to create a new relationship um, to our worth and really claim it and speak it. The, the, the power of word is so powerful. That's why we do small business celebrations. Dr. Kelly Shu, $86,000 day. Congratulations on that. And thank you for joining us in the Pat Miller Show. Thank you so much. Now, be honest. If I said to you, can you imagine having an $86,000 day, provided you're not a surgeon or a car dealer or something like that, if you're out there running a small business, either a service provider or a retail store, an $86,000 day is just mind-bending. It's unbelievable. And that's why we do small business celebrations. We want to hear from others that are out there winning because guess what? Dr. Kelly is just like you. Get your act together. Get focused. Get busy. And an $86,000 day could be there for you sooner than you realize. The other reason why we do small business celebrations is if I asked you right now, tell me one thing that's going on in the business. 99.98999% of the time, you're going to tell me the biggest problem that's happening in the business. 
I don't want to worry about that stuff. I want to worry about the stuff that's going well. Let's do more of the stuff that's working and less of the stuff that's distracting us and weighing us down and things we should probably delegate in the first place. So small business celebrations are a big part about what we do here on the show. You'll definitely hear them every single week. And when you're ready, we'd love to hear them from you. We're taking guests on the air right now. Apply to be on the show. Hit up Pat Miller Show. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. Thank you for joining us this week, and we will talk to you next week right here. Thanks for listening to the Pat Miller Show. See patmillershow.com for more information on today's guests, events, and the Idea Collective small business community. A worldwide group working together to fight fear, inexperience, and isolation for small business owners everywhere. Join us next week for the Pat Miller Show. And remember, get clear, work hard, and never quit. Guests on the Pat Miller Show have agreed prior to appearing that they are receiving consultation and advice that they may or may not use at their own risk. No part of the show should replace accounting, tax, or legal advice.